the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I have faith that you can, not because of how great you are, but because of how good he is. He is with us, church. He is with us, church. The Lord Jesus Christ is with us. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. So so Jesus is saying, my disciples actively make disciples of people from all the nations of the world. In other words, the disciples of Jesus are responsible for the nations. You get that? That means you, if you're a Christ follower, you're responsible for the nations. You you don't have the freedom... To go about your life and not be concerned about what's happening in other parts of the world. And that's always been God's plan. All the way back to this Abrahamic covenant that we find in Genesis chapter 12. Uh, God is talking to Abraham and he says to him, now the Lord says to Abram, go from your country and your kindred, your, your folks, and your father's house to the land I will show you. And boy, don't we love that verse because it challenges us. Because that's faith, right? In the early pages of the Old Testament, that's faith. If you're going to follow me, you're going to have to go where I tell you to go, even though I haven't told you yet. You ready? So this is one of the places in Scripture that we begin to understand (laughs) that faith means we act out of revelation, not reason. Did you hear that? We act out of revelation, not reason. So I don't have to figure out everything before I respond in obedience? No, if, if God says do something, I do it. And so anyway, it goes on to say, and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So early in scripture, we see God saying, I care about all the nations. And then the psalmist. The psalmist is just full of great psalms about the nations. Like this one. Psalms 96.3. Declare his glory among the nations. Doesn't get more, much more clear than that. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all the people. 
And then if there's any confusion about our responsibility, in, in Matthew 24, Jesus is again on the Mount of Olives with his disciples. This is before his death. And he's talking to them about the end. And they say, well, Jesus, tell us exactly when the end will come. And I'm sure he just smirks and kind of shakes his head and goes, oh, you guys. And, and that's the passage where he tells us there'll be earthquakes and natural disasters and there'll be wars and, and rumors of wars and nation will turn against nation, he says. And then in verse Verse 14, he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So God cares about the nations. Why? Why is this such a big deal? It's such a big deal because at the end, when we're there in heaven and and whatever that means and however that looks and 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 pearly gates and golden streets and and seeing all your loved ones that have gone before you and going and inhabiting the mansion that he's preparing for you. When you're there, part of what's going to be happening is described in Revelation 7 and verse 9, and this is what it says, and then I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from, read it, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hand, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You see, the the reason Jesus gives us This final word, these marching orders, is because his forever plan involves the nations. So we who are followers of Jesus should be asking the question, how do we get there from here? You know, you are, at the very least, a church attender. And so some of you even have your Bibles open <laughs> and and you're listening and you wanting to hear from God. And the preachers told you, you have a responsibility for the nations. What does that look like? Well, first, let's understand who we're talking about. So right now in the world, there are over seven and a half billion people. Just an interesting side fact. Median age in the world is 29. A lot of us are over the hill. Worst news, life expectancy is 69. (laughs) Some of you are living on borrowed time. But that's not really funny because here's the reality. When you look at that population and the numbers we have, 155,473 people die every day without a relationship with Jesus. Those people in countries like China, where there's over a billion people and less than 100 million Christians, or India, again, where there's over a billion people. Even in our United States, where there's over 300 million people, or Indonesia, over 200 million, or Brazil, over 200 million now, all these nations are comprised of different people groups because as some of you know, you know, when I, when I visit the continent of Africa and, and go to the country of Nigeria, I, I realize there are different tribes in Nigeria that speak different languages. And in the world, there are 16,000 
591 different people groups. And yet here's what we know. Over 6,000 of those, 6,741, do not have a strong presence of the gospel. They have less than 2% of their population that are followers of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of need in the nations. So you wonder... Are we making a difference? And the answer is yes. It's days like today that I'm proud to tell you, though you may not realize our church is affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention and our denomination partners together to have the largest missionary sending force anywhere in the world. There are 3,667 missionaries today that are on the field because of you. Every time you give to this church, you go to support those missionaries on the field. And they're in some of those hard places. They're making a difference for you. 91% of those missionaries are in areas where people are unreached with the gospel. Like a brand new affinity group we've established called the Asian Pacific Rim. We have over 1,000 missionaries that are there trying to reach 2 billion people. With only 97 million of them being followers of Christ. With 44,000 of them dying daily without Christ. But, but what about in our church, even apart from our denomination, you're making a difference in the nations. Like the nation of Zambia, where working with sweet Miss Elizabeth, you were able to build a well. And now a village of 2,500 people in, in Zambia that used to have to walk 25 miles to get water doesn't have to do that because of you. You're making a difference in the nations. <laughs> Pastor Zach is from the little country of Niger, and, and his brother is a missionary children's minister in Niger. And because of you, we were able to provide a Christmas party for 250 children in Niger that wouldn't have any other gifting or celebration at Christmas. That's the difference you're making in the nations. In Nepal, we've encouraged pastors. We have 22 missionaries that we support specifically from our church in every continent of this world, giving their lives vocationally. And you've supported some of the largest church plants on the globe. You've helped start a church in Maine that is now the largest church in New England. And you helped start a church in Canada that is one of the largest churches in Canada and is starting multiple churches in Canada. And even in the toughest places like Iran and Afghanistan, you are there by being a part of this church. But there's more to be done, isn't there? And now we know that the nations are here. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says 
the Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to the Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. If our church has more than 60 nationalities, then certainly there must be more around us. And there are. We're just a couple of miles away on this campus uh, from the ninth largest university in the country. And did you know that the University of South Florida now has more than 5,000 international students who've come here from outside of this country to study? And they've come from 145 different nations. And I've already told you that the largest mosque in North America is being designed to be built within a couple of miles of our church. When you understand this, I hope you realize that we have to be obedient to the command of Jesus. We have to live for the nations. That's why I'm excited about the fact that when you come alongside us and you participate in this four campaign, 10% of everything that's given is going to help reach the nations, whether that's across the street or around the world. We're prioritizing that because that is so important. So I'd ask you, first you've got to decide, are, are you one of the called? Then you've got to decide, do I believe the claim of Jesus? And then I have to decide, am I going to obey his command? And that's where it gets scary on every level. Because there are college students and high school students. There may even be some adults in this room that you know in your heart you've been called to go. And yet you've hesitated because you were depending on reason, not revelation. And you let your fear take over. This summer represents 30 years that I've been in ministry, full-time devoted to ministry. And I'd have to tell you the most miserable and ornery church people I've ever met are those who were called but didn't respond. They didn't go. But others of you are fearful because you know we're talking about this financial commitment. And either you're strategically going to be out on the Sundays where we talk about this or, or you're going to sit there and your palms are going to get sweaty and you're wondering, should I participate or I don't like this or that uh, about the campaign or of what's going on. And, and, and so you're letting these things get control of you because of the discomfort that you feel. And, and that's where I want you to understand the last part of this passage in the life of Jesus. And that is this. There's comfort that we can experience even in this moment. And that's the very last verse because um, Jesus says this at the end of his discussion. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Did you hear that? That's Jesus. I'm with you always to the end of the age. Now, these disciples, most of them Jewish, they would understand this because that was an Old Testament principle. God had told the Israelites in the Old Testament, I won't leave you or forsake you. And now we, living in light of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, the birth of the church, we know it's a New Testament principle because we have in Hebrews this word of Jesus where he says, I will never, no, never, not ever leave you or forsake you. But imagine the disciples in that moment. 
the disciples in that moment, they've just heard this audacious claim of Jesus. And now they've been given this bold command of Jesus. There at that breakfast in Galilee, Jesus had told a couple of them at least, hey, you're going to die if you follow after me. And so I think it had to be comforting when Jesus would say to them, I'm going to be with you in this. Any parent can understand that principle. Today's our little girl's ninth birthday. She asked me if I was going to tell you that, so there you go. (laughs) And also... November is National Adoption Month, and so I would just encourage you. It's not easy, but it could change your life and save a child if you consider that as part of your calling. Early this morning when I was putting the finishing touches on this message, she was doing everything she could to stay in her bed, but her inner body was trying to wake her up because it was her birthday. And so I could hear her groaning. And so I put down my notes and my coffee and just listened for a second. Because as a parent, I wanted to know, is she scared? Is she okay? Is she hurting? Because how many times have we in the middle of the night gone to a child and just touched their head and begin to rub their hair and say, it's okay. Daddy's here. Mama's here. I'm with you. See, when when Jesus said, I'm with you, he was saying, that's all that matters. So go do this. This is not primarily a financial message. But I would tell you in those 30 years... That's the biggest area of disobedience that I see in the lives of professing Christ followers. People that are simply unwilling to trust God in doing what he said to do about being generous with their finances. And it's all because we don't understand or we don't believe this promise that he is with us. So what's it going to be, church? Are you going to be obedient in this small, small world and going to the nations? Jesus has demonstrated his authority. He's promised his presence. We've got his power. We're without excuse. It's a small, small world. And he's sending you and me. And the long-term story of this church is not going to be written about our buildings and our seating capacity it's going to be written about our sending capacity it was in 1950 and 51 and 52 that a builder was building the world's largest and fastest ship it would be named the SS United States When our government found out this ship was being built for $80 million, 79.5, in the 50s. Can you, that's a lot of money. 
when our government found out that was being built, they said, we want some of the action. So the government gave this shipbuilder $50 million to be a part of this process with this understanding that the ship would be built to be a troop carrier where it needed for military use. Or that it would be built so that it could be converted to a hospital where it needed for medical use. The ship, ship was built and it was the largest and it, I think to this day was the fastest. Mr. Dewey, who sat right here in the last service, he came up to me afterwards and he said, I helped build that ship. I was there. It was built and it set sail across the Atlantic, made record time. But it was never used for military. It was never used as a hospital. It was only used as a luxury cruise liner. And today, if you want to see it, you can. It's rusting in a port. Tourists don't even go see it anymore. In a port of Philadelphia. I hear that story and I think about the church in our culture. A church that's been giving clear marching orders. We've been told by our founder, Jesus the Christ, what we are here for. He's even told us as we read the scriptures that it may involve wartime endeavors. And he's even told us that we had better be prepared to come along and help those who are hurting. But unfortunately, too often, that's not what the church has been. Too often, we've been like a cruise ship. Entertaining the paying customers. Keeping us happy. And now, after a couple thousand years and most recently a worldwide pandemic, we're seeing how that looks. A lot of people have left church never to come back. More churches closed their door in the last year for good than ever in history. And if we're not careful, we'll be like that big boat. An empty building that decays. That people drive by and go, I bet there's a big story behind that. May it not be so. May we be obedient to the command. May we live for the nations, for his glory. And you can do that. I, I have faith that you can, not because of how great you are, but because of how good he is. He is with us, church. He is with us, church. The Lord Jesus Christ is with us. So what do you need to do? Some of you, no, all of us, we need to pray. All of us, we need to give. And all of us. We need to go. For some, that'll mean getting on an airplane. For others, it'll just mean coming up to your church campus and reaching the nations from Temple Terrace. After I pray, I'm going to give you a chance to respond physically to this message. At the front of this room, you see these banners, and they represent the four things we've talked about over the last four weeks. First banner over to my right, your left, says for you. 
And I've invited you, if God has a person that you're praying for that needs a relationship with Christ, for you to write their name. You're one. The next banner says, for the next gen. And so today, I'm going to invite you to write on that panel. And you may write a a son or a daughter, a a child or a grandchild, a great-grandchild, a student that you teach, uh, someone in your neighborhood that's coming along in that next gen that you know needs Christ. Over on this side, it says, for the city. And I want to invite some of you to come and maybe write your neighborhood. Or write the municipality you live. Or or the place where where your home is built. And then you see for the nations. And I'm going to invite you to come and write down a nation. Some of you that screamed out and clapped as we were going a while ago. Man, this would be a great time for you to come and write your nations and say, I'm praying for salvation of people in my home nation. But after I pray, I'm going to invite you to come and practically demonstrate that you understand what you're here for. But first, somebody here still needs a relationship with Christ. You're not a disciple. I want you to begin that relationship with Jesus today. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.